Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Mullet, sitting alone at the table without my wife, Samantha Mullet. Also without our special guest star for Augie August, Augie Artillas. Because I'm recording this a couple, week, couple days, I should say, after the recording of part two of today's podcast, where we deep dive into the entire Mighty Ducks film franchise. If you didn't go back and listen to part one, make sure wherever you get your podcasts, you go back and do so. That's where we pretty much exclusively talk about the first Mighty Ducks film franchise, as well as all the background of why Augie is into hockey and all the expertise that Augie has to bring in the world of hockey. But for now, enough of that. It is time to get to probably what you've been waiting to hear this whole time, us discussing D2, the Mighty Ducks, and then D3, the Mighty Ducks. Let's take it away to me, my wife, and Augie, which is a bad ABC sitcom that was never made. D2, honestly, is... Like I said earlier, it is the secret of the ooze of fucking family sports movies. And this comes at a time. Are there any other, like, all these sports movies, I feel like, that came out from, like, 92 to, like, 95? I fucking love them all. You have the Mighty Ducks movies. Well, not the third one that came out later. Little Giants, Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, uh, The Big Green, Sandlot. The Sandlot. Uh, Sandlot too. Fuck you. Um, Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. Just fucking, even if you watch them back and they're bad, like, they still bring these, like, wonderful, positive thoughts. They're just the perfect level of endearing, but just so goddamn corny. I, 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 the whole time was trying to sit here and just, like, pick it apart and, like, hate it because I knew what you two were going to probably gush over. And I was like, I'm having the best time. <laughs> this is so much fun. It's just fun. Like, there's gonna trust me. We'll be talking about some of the shit that I'm gonna nitpick as well. But, um, but you're having so much fun that when you know two minutes for roping gets called, you're just like, ah, fuck it. You know, it is fun. Let's go. Two minutes, well worth it. Uh, like the, the next thirty minutes is just gonna be us making a point and then quoting the movie. That's how you know it's a good movie exactly. is when you can just quote it non-stop. Exactly. Uh, as I mentioned, it starts out exactly the same. My first note, again, mind you, I was in a different headspace. Was like, you ain't the Terminator. Because <laughs> the, the opening credits, like the font and like the music just like seem like they were trying to be the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, he was 29. Yeah, yeah, he's Absolutely. 20. No, 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 he's... He was supposed to be 29. His character is 29. Yeah, his character is 29. He's actually 32, which we've had much <gasps> worse dispense, uh, disparity. Um, how bad was that injury that he needed a cane <laughs> getting off the Obviously. bus? <laughs> I mean, look, he got whacked and then he pretty... 
No, wait, did he get whacked? No, he got well, whacked by Wolf later. How did he hit the knee? He was pinned up against the boards. The guy just runs into him. Looks like he more so ran up, ran against him from like the waist up than the waist down. No, I think yeah, but yeah. And that's a severe injury. I'm mean, not gonna say need, that bad. Yes, it is. You need surgery to repair it. No, like an AC. And a knee, a knee's. Yeah, a knee's a fucked up. Yeah, it, it can be a fucked up thing and really pull hinder hinder you. But let me tell you something. I I've been I've been playing hockey my entire freaking life, and people have gotten injured and they've hurt their knees, and if, I've never seen somebody come to the ring with a fucking cane. Like you need crutches, fine. You need a wheelchair. Fine, but a fucking cane. Like you're, you now you're just seventy nine years old. Like yeah. get the fuck out of here. Again, in this world, he isn't even thirty yet, <laughs> and he's got a cane. And he's he arrives in the pouring rain. Hans has left the country probably because he's running drugs underneath, <laughs> underneath the table. So he let Jan run the fucking place. Um, so if you were to like write the plot of this movie down or like how things happen, it's absolutely preposterous. This guy led, (laughs) led a, led a team of children to three wins and a state PB championship. And that means that a international sporting uh, hockey sporting goods company have hired him and that exact team sans a, a few others to compete at essentially the junior Olympics. Correct. Okay, just making sure. And they paid him, assumedly, six figures, six figures and bought him a mansion. Condo in Malibu. <laughs> Sorry, not just a, a mansion, a condo in Malibu. To, to do which, which this isn't even the Olympics. This is the Junior Olympics. Yes. And mind you, if he's getting six figures, this isn't a year-round job. This is a few months at best. Yeah, well... So in the third movie, he does get promoted to, like, director of player personnel. So he gets, like, an office job, which, of course, just makes Game Changers even more agonizing that he somehow goes from that job to coaching in college to then losing everything and running a rinky-dink ice rink in Minnesota again. But we'll we'll forgive that for now. Um, You could take the ice out of the player, but you can't take the player off of the ice. Shut the fuck up. And then he has a fucking sign that says no hockey at all. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> um, a year has passed in this movie from is, is the end of the Mighty Ducks. Because he says, didn't you guys practice in the off season? And Abram goes, I knew we forgot something. What's the typical hockey season, Augie, in Minnesota? I mean, I mean, they, they'll do the same. It's winter. It's, you know, anywhere from oh, like, September, October to... To April, exactly. Yeah, you typically don't play ice hockey in the summer because you know there's no ice. But yeah, September, October to April, May, June, April, May, so, so March. It's only a few months then because they were at the end of their season. Yeah. So did he miss a season or did he come back in the fall? No, I, I think he there has so not professional been professional hockey goes in the summer. I'm not even focused on that. I'm focused so, on. Go ahead, Augie. No, one thing that, again, I guess we're nitpicking, but yeah, you're so they finish their season, which is, again, the same as everyone else's season, and then he goes and he plays minor leagues for a while mm-hmm. and doesn't make it, and then comes home, and they haven't started their season yet? So technically, I guess it would be two years, wouldn't it be? 
So I did not mean to bring this up to be analyzed for the hockey of it all. I meant to bring up the fact that Charlie's mom is a hussy who's already gotten remarried. <laughs> That's what I more so meant. <laughs> he, goes okay. off, he goes off and is about to make the NHL, and she's just married another dude who we don't even meet in the franchise. And then they get divorced by the time the third movie comes around. Do they? Is she not wearing a ring? Oh, God, you really Watch looked it. at this deeply. <laughs> Watch it. I go deep. That's more so what I was talking about. Uh, I was trying to come up with a reason why the players that are missing are missing. We talked about that earlier. The only other thing I had was that Terry is probably in jail because he got beat up by people wearing MAGA hats. Um, <laughs> and then it just, then we're just off. And this movie does montage is great. That's a, the sign of a true sports movie and a true 90s movie. is. The, the, montages the recruitment scene of just getting everybody gathered up. The ducks gathering together. Oh, I loved it. With the duck call. Yeah, the duck call. It was great seeing you a know, general. Win? Oh, fucking win. <laughs> Sorry, a that's a Bill Burr joke. Logo again. Goldberg's family just. Our son, the goalie, which you didn't believe me about. And I told you that they had a sign that said, Our son. Is the that the. In their deli. Is that the scene where, where they're, they're skating through the park and Goldberg kind of flips over and then he just lands on a picnic blanket with like girls like, hey, how you how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly doesn't pick up a sandwich and eat it. Uh, that was another one of my notes is uh, Bombay argues for the fact that they have a goalie, which number one, their goalie is Goldberg. But number two, Goldberg could get the runs any day. <laughs> you need a backup goalie. <laughs> He's Goldberg's fat ass. Eat some pastrami, and he can't play that day. So why are you saying, "Oh, we, have, we you know, we need a backup"? Yeah, you need a backup. It's fucking Goldberg. Um, yeah, and then you get like Fulton's puberty voice and all the hawk, the hawks. Hey guys. Hey guys. No, it's deeper. Hey guys. Hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> I'm Fulton Reed, aka Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, I can stop. Um, and then you get like the ho- the hawks hijinks and stuff. Um. And then yeah, then then like oh man, push. it is a year because the Hawks say I still can't believe they beat us last year. Yeah, yep, yeah, it's a year. And then we just go right into meeting the new kids. They're all great. Uh, you know what? It must suck to be is the guy is Luis, who's also Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Excuse me. No, you know how hard it must be to be typecasted as like the fastest guy on the planet in like two different movies. <laughs> that is so difficult. Oh, whatever their 305 bullshit. Don't look up what ended up happening. It's actually what, sad. What happened? Like him and some like firefighter really? friends like beat up like a mentally challenged guy and went to prison. <laughs> it's like sad. That's <laughs> really sad. Jesus. I that think. Are we starting a Mighty Duck curse now? What the fuck is this? I mean, it, it could be uh, Mike. What's his name? Mike Vitar. I remember. Uh, yeah, he went. He was a firefighter on Halloween night, 2015, after some mothers asked. Uh, somebody to stop giving out candy at their homes. Vitar and five of his friends approached and assaulted him. So he wasn't mentally handicapped. He was just a guy. Accused him of handing out drug-laced candy, which proved to be untrue. He suffered cardiac arrest and had to be resuscitated. Uh, the gang was sued in criminal court for $7.2 million, and he was charged with misdemeanor battery, which did not contest. So he didn't go to prison. So it wasn't, wasn't as bad as I made it sound. But Like you so he beat, yeah, he beat up a guy. You made it sound way worse. Like he beat up on it, like he was picking on a mentally challenged kid and like killed it. Like you made it way worse, Mullen. Holy shit. I misremembered some of the details. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like typecast as that. Uh, Portman, who. He's at least 
has a fucking tattoo. <laughs> and it's great. And a five o'clock shadow throughout the entire movie. And they're, and they're 14. Uh, so we talked about like people who have done well for themselves in terms of their career. Uh, Portman, this might blow Augie's mind. It, it will. There's it two will. things that are going to blow yeah, Augie's blow mind. mind. Uh, number one, uh, he is, I don't know if they're married, but they've been they dating. Married. No, they got He's married, married to uh, Adina Menzel. Who is uh, the voice? Of, really? Yeah, oh, I, I, I of uh, of Elsa. Yeah. yeah, but he himself is a talented uh, singer. Yeah. He is the singing voice of Max in a Goofy movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know how many times I sing along to After Today? Holy shit! That is Dean Portman. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's really talented. I don't know why he wasn't wow. a bigger a bigger star, but he's great in this. Um, what, what's everyone's favorite scene in the movie? Right, I go through. I want to do this a little earlier than the last one. Samantha Mullet, Aventura 4. <laughs> Chris Mullet, Akron, Ohio. I've been waiting like five days to say that. I love the, <laughs> to try to come up with as many small towns in yeah, Minnesota yeah, as possible. Minnesota. Just so there's not 12 people. Uh, Still water. Yeah, like so many. That that scene Augie is. doesn't know where he's from. That's why he hasn't contributed. Oh no, he froze again. His internet went out. Oh no! Say your thing. Do your thing. What thing? Oh, I'll get it to this Miami, Florida. There we go. Yeah, I mean that's. It's just the most. Uh, it, it's, it's so, so good. Great. It's so great. It's so good. They did it better than the Miracle movie did. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they really. Michael is the only United States of America. I just love it because it's like they get so much behind it. Like when they stand up, my favorite, I'm not biased, but it's like when he stands up, he's like Luis Mendoza, Miami, Florida. He's, he's like the only one who like stands up and he's got so much conviction. He looks like the human embodiment of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> In that moment. And when he wears that pants. Is he actually Spanish? Yes. Yes. The actor? Yeah, I would okay, hope so. Nature. He was Luis Mendoza and Benny Rodriguez. I hope they didn't hire like <laughs> Sam Jackson for it. <laughs> wrong name i should have picked something else um yeah that that's up there i love the which was another thing that happened in all these like 90s kids sports movies is like the like the success montage that bombay goes through at, like the party meeting all the real celebrities yeah. and shooting the commercials and we have to talk about the air bombay loafer concept <laughs> it's so great yeah. i do know that one of the like kareem was just Cold. This is the only movie the Kareem Abdul Jabbar has ever been in that we've watched that he will not be the LVP I know, for. He won't be. Because uh, he only had one line. One how, of these how sites. How many kids do you think uh, actually want to coach? Like, that's like my favorite. Pat Riley gets way too much name dropping in this fucking movie because of the year it came out uh, and Bombay's hair. Uh, <laughs> the, the site that I got my duck shirt from and your duck shirt for, I believe, has a Air Bombay loafer shirt that, like. Oh, I thought you were Oh no! I, I would have already owned it. Yeah. Um, I I just love the Mr. Big Stuff montage. That actually could be one of the songs at the beginning. Is the Mr. Big Stuff? Who do you think? Yep. Yep. Mr. Big Stuff, and then I'll bullshit something else. Uh, what other what other I, things do you guys love, Augie? I love the uh, when they go to the really expensive store and they say that they're airing Aaron Spelling's uh, nephews. Um, fashion show on road it's on rodeo drive no that's rodeo 
I you're on an island with me on that scene. I hate that scene. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. The um, one of my my two. It's my favorite because they're so bad, but it's so fun. Um, the one is really I kind of hate it, but it, I always quote it all the time whenever we're playing hockey. Or whatever it's like when they catch the the trainer of Iceland eating ice cream with fucking Gord. It's like eating ice cream with the enemy, huh, coach? Who the fuck cares? Both movies. It's the same thing in the first movie. Where Peter's like, "You're a hawk." You weren't even born yet, you little twerp. Who the fuck do you care? <laughs> Same thing with this one. It's like, Bombay's, look, Bombay's been through some shit. His woman already got remarried. Let him smash an Iceland chick. Come on. By the way, yeah. they're past curfew. When the fuck did Portland... They bought, like, they had so many bags in their hands. Like, Portland and Fulton, they're just out buying shit on Rodeo Drive. They have a lot of stairs to get. Yeah. Um, no, but my absolute favorite part of the entire movie is the when they first start playing in the in the the, the junior goodwill games, uh, and they have the montage of them beating this team and beating that team. And I, again, that whole that whole montage is fantastic. But my favorite part that I make sure to never look away from the screen is when they're I, I forget if it's Jamaica or Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, they're pretty- playing that team and they and they score on the ducks and they're celebrating and there's steel drums there for no fucking reason. They're playing steel drums. Fantastic. My I, favorite. I love it. My note on that was this Trinidad team celebration was was way over exaggerated and offensive, and I love it. Mike, Mike, Mike. Note was on what planet is Trinidad and Tobago the tenth best junior hockey team? exactly. Tenth seed, and I believe I don't know if the Ducks were two. There had to be what, like sixteen seeds. It was a double elimination tournament. Again, looking way too deep into this. Uh, also, the same, the same universe where Jamaica has a Bob team. Also. Oh, those steel drums are back, baby! I don't know what I was going to do. Don't face RJ rap gimmick with the steel drums. There's, there's still drums playing right now. In that <laughs> well, you know that out of the three of us, you're the only one who listens to that podcast. Well, you don't support your friends, and that's a problem. I do. Um, I listen to RJ Hates Rap. I do listen to it. Yeah. You, I can't. How many times have you this, this podcast that you're Maybe actually he does. on? He does listen to this. Recently? No. <laughs> Recently, I've been listening. Like, maybe the past, like... The past, like, maybe four months I've been listening. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time I didn't. Have you guys done Ace Ventura Pet Detective, though? I know this is no, way off topic. We have not. No, we haven't. Oh, I, you, I need to be on that fucking show, or, or call me, or I'm going to email you. I don't give a shit. You'll be back. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's probably my favorite movie, Sam, of all time. My favorite. Of, that's my favorite movie of all time is Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Sorry. Leave us a review in five Whatever. I will. I will. Oh, I will. And and if you fucking do that movie without me or calling me or involving me in any way whatsoever, oh, you're getting a one goddamn star review. Dear the mullets. By the way, I do want to point out that the only reason we we're doing the Mighty Ducks is Augie was supposed to leave us a review and request the Mighty Ducks, and he has not fucking done it. So. Yeah. So yeah, I've been lazy. That out. Uh, both games against Iceland are amazing. The first Iceland game. Yep. Let me get thrown out three seconds in. I don't even know if it's three seconds. I don't even know if the first whistle hit. He gets thrown out right away. The refs are just doing a, a terrible job. In all the movies, really. The refs are, are horrendous. Uh, that one mm-hmm. dude basically tried to cut Banks' arm off. Adam Banks almost dies in every movie. No, not the third one. Not the third one. He grows up. Missed opportunity. He, yeah. And then 
Tibbles has the nerve <laughs> to like all of a sudden your name is Tibbles and you're that cheesy white guy in a fucking movie and you're gonna browbeat Gordon Bombay like so we seriously after the game. We only want we're only interested in winners. But we don't want you if you don't win. He's like so serious in that scene. It's like what the fuck is like, happening? Where did this come from? It, it's it's crazy. And then <laughs> and then of course the championship oh. game has so much tension. It's so great. But also so much fun. As Augie mentioned, you got two minutes for roping. You got woo, 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 Kenny, Kenny woo. woo. Uh, you almost got a Kenny Woo jersey instead of a Julia Cat Gaffney jersey. I would have been just as happy. And you also would have stuck out more in a crowd. Because um, it would have been bad. Uh, you just have all of it. You have the, the most genius and most illegal move in hockey, I'm sure. Do you mean... To, 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 to finish it out. Augie. How long does it take to put goalie gear on if you're already wearing hockey gear? Oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, and he also throws his helmet off too, but yeah, I, that's, that's not something, yeah, no, 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 but, but no, that's not something that happens. You can't huddle up and switch gear without anybody else noticing, especially in that arena where it was apparently packed. That's not, that's not a thing. But it did. That's give not us, a, yeah. That's not a thing. It did give us a Sam already shouted the goalie, the goalie! and then underrated the how good the goalie is. No, <laughs> as the knuckle puck is flying in the air, uh, and to which I couldn't help myself uh, looking. Samantha quoting my second favorite random Back to the Future two line. Not he took his wallet. Is how would he change clothes so damn fast <laughs> when Billy Zane is complaining about Marty McFly on stage. Um, <clears throat> movie we've talked a lot about it i also think that during the montage when they're fighting the other um fighting when they're playing the other hockey team i just love like some of the clips like goldberg when they're playing the italian team he's like meatball slowing you down well huh? that that has an age <laughs> yeah his his chirping his chirping is great so funny. i mean in, i think it's great in either one or two weeks depending on which episode we're on at this point for the mighty ducks i mean that probably hasn't aged as poorly as everything that's said in Slapshot, but... <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, Goldberg just basically, uh, you know, Italianing it up, it hasn't aged real great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I like how, like, at the beginning when, like, Charlie's like, well, we're the Ducks. We're not Team USA. Like, why can't we just wear our Ducks jerseys? Like, because your Ducks jerseys are green and yellow, dude. Like, yeah, what do you want? Red, white, and blue. Yeah, what do you want, Jamaica now? What the yeah, fuck is... Yeah, exactly. Cool runnings, bro. Um, but I think my favorite <clears throat> part of this movie is, like, you know how you can always tell when a movie's good? Like, you know, you have, like, a nostalgic attachment to it, or, like, you identify with somebody, right? Like, whether it's, like, the main character or a storyline or something like this. that. I identified with with John. 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 John is my fashion icon. I think John and I own the same four sweaters. I can't encourage everyone enough to go back and watch <laughs> Watch his outfit. Shut look up. at his sweaters and his shirts. Legit. Look at them. And then think about me. I was laying on also, the couch, go ahead, half go ahead. awake, half asleep, and all of a sudden I'm watching my wife as a 80-year-old like Scandinavian man. Because I'm like, oh my god, you fucking own that. You own that sweater. You own that too! Like, it was weird as shit to realize that you dress like the second mentor from the Mighty Ducks franchise. 
Also, side note, I've se- again, I've seen this movie maybe 50 plus times, and I still don't know exactly what they say. What kind of egg dish does Hansen he make? Pepper. Jan Hansen, F- Hansen Pfeffer eggs? Hansen Pfeffer is like a, it's like a pepper or a spice, right? You're the, you're the food person. What's a Hansen Pfeffer? <laughs> What's a Hansen Pfeffer? <laughs> oh, it's, ra- it's, it's rabbit meat. It's rabbit meat. Yeah, have you ever had rabbit before? I have. I had it at a chef's table once, and it was so good. Rabbit meat, Barry Windham. Um... Wow. So this guy's just killing rabbits to make eggs for these people. Okay, cool. Nothing no, says I think it's like rabbit meat it's, on the, the egg. it's like the bacon, Augie. It's, it's like, like the, the it's like the rabbit is in the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um Jan Jan is very interesting to me. So uh Jan, how the fuck did he get in Bombay's house when he shows up and he's just in the house? Bombay doesn't even like blink at it. They probably don't lock their doors. I mean it's it's Malibu, you know. Um there, there's a lot of little things that just came upon watching this movie this time. I again, I want to reiterate: they've won four games in their career, and now they're beating the best teams in the world. Um, Sam at one point claimed that Averman is there for his defense. I'm like, oh yeah, he's the Ben Wallace of the Mighty Ducks. Again, that's just for Augie. Um, <laughs> another scene. I didn't say he was there for his defense. I said he was a defenseman. He played defense. No, you, I thought. you said he was a defensive player. Like that was his specialty. Is the way well, you made it sound. I mean, there are offensive players and there are defensive players, and I thought he played defense. Augie got a couple. Because he wasn't doing shit on the offense. Couple more hockey questions for you, Augie. Uh, can you add? He's so tired of it. He didn't know that this was going to be like a Q and A, like a deep dive. Uh, <laughs> Augie, do you think you could add a player to the international team's roster uh, three games before the championship? No. <laughs> okay. Good. Perfect. Just, uh, just wanted to make sure. Oh. Question that goes actually back to D one real quick. When you play professional professional sports, when you play organized sports in college, high school or middle school or anything like that, no, because it was peewees. Don't you have to have like a physical and all your vaccines? Like you have to be vaccinated and stuff, right? You have to have like a physical, right? If you play organized sports. No, if Molly can go set up for some like some basketball league right now, Hank, and they're not gonna be like, oh well, you know, you didn't you didn't pass the physical. No, when you're playing pro and when you're being traded or something like that, they'll do evaluations or physicals. But like for pee wee hockey and all that shit, that nothing. No, all you all you need is your mom to sign a fucking form saying, here you go, I want to play hockey. That's why that team got the measles then. Fuck that. That's why they should make them get vaccinated. I'm really glad you waited till the Mighty Ducks pods to really stake your flag in the ground about your vaccine uh, thoughts. Uh, Augie, are you an enforcer? Or would you be a bash brother? He would be. No. um, So enforcer is different. Enforcer is like a Fulton Reed or a Portman because they're much bigger and they protect their guys. I'm just a prick. Like. Yeah, like the, there's a guy that I, uh, who plays for Boston Bruins called Brad Marchand. They everybody calls him the Rat. Um, that's who. By the way, all this is prior to me buying the ring. Once I bought the ring, I realized how much a pain in the ass those people are. So I kind of have like I've toned down my assholeness a little bit. But before I bought the ring, I was full on like Brad Marchand, where I can I can still play, but I was very much a dick and just talk shit to get under people's skin. 
I would fight, but I wasn't the enforcer. Enforcer is like somebody who's like, that is their job. Like there, there are people on certain teams, like on Vegas, they have Ryan Reeves or back in the day, Panthers had Peter world where they can't necessarily skate and you're not relying them on them for goals whatsoever. Like that's not the skill that they're there for. They're there because if somebody makes a run at your best player on Wayne Gretzky, you're going to fucking like cave their head in so that they don't ever do that again. They give them the rule room. So that's an enforcer. So, Wu, Ken Wu is not an enforcer. Portman and Fulton are enforcers. enforcers gotcha. That also leads to my joke, which was like, oh, that's, uh, he can't be, because when has Augie enforced anything in his life? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that was a setup for. Um, another scene that I do like is the the, the pre-championship game uh, like challenge competition fight. I think it's pretty impressive that you can pop beach ball with hockey gloves on. I don't know. That doesn't seem easy to me. Um, but I just like that sets the stage. The climax game in a sports movie really is everything. And this one delivers to me on all counts. Uh, it's so quotable. It's so action-packed. Even afterwards, let's go shake their hands. You let let's go shake their hands. Yep. And then they bring that kid back. So, again, Augie didn't rewatch the movies and has hardly ever watched D3 wisely. Uh, Gunner, Gunner is Scooter Gunner the goalie in D3, the Mighty Ducks. They just brought that guy back. Really? Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, so uh, we made a commercial to air during the Panther games for Miami Roller Hockey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hired a voice actor. And we, it ended up being a different guy, but it was this close to being Gunner Stahl. Gunnar Stahl was going to be our voice actor for the Miami Roller Hockey commercial. So, that's really cool. What are the, what are the, what is the strategy and the mechanics of a shootout? Because so the five players of the Ducks pick, I believe, yeah, in order. The five best players. It's Jesse, Guy, Guy. Oh, Dwayne. Oh, okay, okay, and then Dwayne, and then. Fulton, which that's probably a swing and a miss because <laughs> Fulton's, tw- Fulton's a 20% shooter. <laughs> so is did they do it right or do you normally, because I'm thinking like, I remember talking with Tony about like soccer, which mind you, oh no, I didn't mention. Different sport. No, but like, I still feel like it's. No, no, sport. what? No, so- yeah, of all the sports, hockey and soccer are the two most like Especially related. Especially the only two that have shootouts where you have a one-on-one to win the game and like a goal. I think they're the did, did they? they're similar, the logistics are completely different. I defer to the person that we just spent a half an hour detailing his experience in. Um, did, do you think they got it right? Would you have made any changes there? No. I mean, basically, it is what, like, it's not necessarily your five best because some people can, are really good at shootouts that, that aren't necessarily good in the game or what have you. So there you go, gee, get your fucking little shootout shot. You suck. <laughs> um, but... But no, I mean, it's I wouldn't really have changed anything per se. And I and I know you're saying twenty percent with Fulton Reed, but that slap shot if he gets it on net, like yeah, you put Fulton Reed in there. I, why not? Yeah. Um, no, well, the Fulton- shootout seemed pretty legit until until I have a gripe later to go over. That's gotcha. Uh, one time little gripe. Man, I th- I know it's late in the movie, but I don't remember <laughs> writing this note as well. The rules in this game are looser than Connie's pussy around Gee. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, is there anything we, uh, any scene you don't like about the movie? I know Augie said he has a gripe, which maybe we can get to right now. But I, I honestly, I have a couple. I have a couple characters that I fucking hate, and I, I that that are just because I think the actors give poor performances. But besides that, I'm 
I'm game for everything in this movie, honestly. I like everything. I don't like the recycled clip of the Bash Brothers. That they could have used a new clip of them. There's a couple of those it. scenes. Um, I didn't like how, how the Wolfman guy was attacking Jan. Could have left him out of that's, it. That's cheap heel yeah, heat. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck. Yeah. That's cheap heel heat. You leave fashion icon Jan alone. In the first Jan. movie, in the first movie, Gordon Bay actually calls somebody a heel, which I find very, very funny. I forgot oh. to mention in the last one. Uh, the the ending. I mean, I'm always down for yeah. we are the champions, but I also like just like the groups of people around the campfire. But ultimately, yeah. I feel like it's an unnecessary like capper to the movie. Sure. Okay. Um, Augie, what was your gripe? Yeah. It's not necessary, but uh, my gripe was, um, so the final shot in the shootout, they put in Julia Cat Gaffney, which first of all, you don't want to put a cold goalie in uh, in a shootout like that at the very end of the game, but whatever, sure, she's got a faster glove, whatever, he's got the triple D bullshit, whatever. My biggest gripe is he takes a shot, and she maybe catches it, maybe doesn't, and everyone in the arena freezes for, for like 20 seconds. <laughs> If it's not in the net, who gives a fuck where the puck is? Right. It doesn't matter if she caught it. It doesn't. If it's not in the net, who cares? Go ahead and celebrate. So that whole like cliffhanger thing, I was like, don't don't they see that it just didn't go in? Like, it doesn't matter if it's in her glove. And then she does a little flip thing, which I thought was kind of badass. But that was my gripe. I was like, fuck off. She's not only cold. That is her only play in the tournament. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Uh, I will say as we get into MVP and LVP, uh, I normally don't have joke MVPs, but my first MVP is whoever came up with the names Julie the Cat Gaffney and Wolf the Dentist Stanson. Those are two of the coolest the names coolest. I have ever heard in my entire <clears throat> life for a kid's sports movie. They just are mwah, magnifique. Uh, where do we want to start here? This, this was actually harder for me for MVP and LVP, especially MVP, because everyone pretty much gets like equal... like screen time yeah like emilio and i can't make that leap for emilio and mvp this movie he's just too emilio in this like he's all yeah. over the place let's uh i guess let's start with mvp because it's more of a discussion and plus last movie we started with mvp sorry we start with lvp this yeah. one we'll start with mvp um really quick one last other favorite scene of mine i know it's so stupid so small but like the stare down scenes between emilio estevez and wolf the dentist like they're both on their benches but just the way they look at each other is like there's so much there it's like okay cool that's Same. Well done. She's like, why does every hockey movie have to have like the coaches looking at each like other on the bench? <laughs> like everyone like, has everyone it. Because I think I think even you guys alluded to it in the Miracle podcast is because it's one of the only sports where you're like they're, 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 you're standing up on the bench, so you're, you're standing above your players, so it's literally the two of you eye to eye, so you can just look over at the other bench and you're staring right at the other coach. The proximity. You know what I mean? So it is Yeah. yeah. It's uh, there. Who do you have for MVP, Augie? I'm actually curious. I have I only have like two that I would really probably stand for, but I'm so I'm very easily swayed here. I have four. Um okay. I, I put Goldberg again. I think Goldberg is just as funny in this movie, maybe if not funnier. Uh, he does a good job in this movie. Plus the whole dynamic of him and now he's got Julie the cat like nipping at his heels to, to take the starting job. So like he handles that pretty well. He actually gets like some development. Like he's on a hot streak. Like he plays well in this movie. It's <laughs> just kind of like, oh, good goal. Yeah, that'll be a good goalie. Good for him. 
I like Goldberg in this. Uh, I feel like Fulton Reed does a much better job in this movie as well. They give him more to work with. Yep. Um, I would be, he's the bottom maybe of my four. Yep. Um, I think this would, uh, well, before I mention him, because I think he's going to be the MVP, but uh, I actually threw in Michelle, like the team mom lady. Michelle McKay? I, I, I can't. Michelle McKay, like I didn't, I didn't mind her. Like she, she has her endearing parts where like she does what she's, she's a bad, she's not a very good actress. Never mind, that's not very good. She's but one of my two. LVP. I just liked her, her team mom. She was one of my. Oh two really? LVP. No, I don't have her on LVP. She, she's not going to be who I go with, but I just in my head I can close my eyes and hear, oh Mr. Tibbles, and it's just like, oh, that's one of the worst line readings. <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. And I like Okay. And I like that actress. She's great in What About Bob? She's great on Law and Order, Criminal Intent. She's a good actress, but in this movie, not for me. Fair enough. But no, my this is the one I feel like if we're gonna give it to Charlie, this is the one you gotta give it to Charlie. Or Whoa. Joshua Jackson. I see I have so not to tip our hand, I have him for the third movie. I have him for D three. Well, Pretty handy. In all fairness, I have nothing. I have nothing for D three. Yeah, we'll handle D three. Yeah, table on D three. I don't. Because under LVP, I have the movie. <laughs> True. So in this, Joshua Jackson is like finding his feet. I think in a lot of scenes. Are you his biographer? And... What is this? <laughs> and um, I. I also think that like they didn't give him a whole lot to work like they tried to make him like the heart of the team which carried into the third movie but i think that they tried too hard because like there was one point where he's like coach you know how i always told you i'd make a better coach than player it's like when have you ever said that and then like going to the third movie he has never want to give up playing and being captain it's like so i think like they tried too hard and like while i think his deliveries were good and i think he he was very relatable and, and and did a lot um i don't know if he did enough to be the mvp for me he definitely takes a back seat i feel like in this movie yeah to john shut yawn. up about yawn i'm gonna say yawn, for yawn. you're a yawn stan yawn stan um so my At yawn <laughs> stuff I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. Um, now I have to try to make it a handle on Instagram. I think we are going to make this Goldberg because here are my two. And the more I think about it, I think the really this is Goldberg's shining accomplishment in the franchise. Uh, the energy and the character that Keenan brings to the movie goes without saying. I think this he's not in it. Oh, fuck. He's not in it enough, but you can see the start of something great well you just like, see like fuck this guy's so charismatic this guy has a great character he's like legitimately funny for a person his age and like he his stands reactions, out like when like he's like um like cat calling them from like the, the crowd and bombay just looks at him and goes and he's like hey and he just walks okay, off like bye, yeah, he's like, already got he's it already got it it's yeah so i'm okay i completely forgot they're like yeah he would be a, a definitely nominee for, for me as well sorry they, but they overplay him in d3 unfortunately because and i hate to say this like you, he's the token black guy in d3 because jesse's not there so he has to like do a little bit more but in this like he's in the right lane in the right the right level the, the, the last one i have and it might be controversial again he doesn't do a lot i really like just like the, the like the tone and the demeanor that wolf the dentist stance and has 
He does. He's very nonverbal, but he's very foreboding. He just seems like a bad dude. <clears throat> and I wish we had more of him, like we had more of Coach Riley. Um, See, I'm the op- I, I actually have him. He's on my the bottom of the list, but I have him on. I, I literally put for LVP as a nomination. I put Coach Wolf, but no, because like. I don't know. Like, it's like he doesn't—he doesn't deserve LVP whatsoever. But I just feel like he's so dry and so like just. I, I, also, you're, we're, we're coming from D one where you have Coach Fucking Riley, and now you have this guy as your villain. It's like it's not the same. Like it falls flat. It falls flat from Coach Riley. So that's why I wouldn't put him as MVP. Very fair. Uh, well, Samantha, I, I think we, between Keenan and Goldberg, I think we have two good candidates. Who who do you want to go with? Unless you have somebody else. To, unless you have somebody else to, to change our minds. No, no. You you guys made some good points, and I I think you both are discounting my nominee it's not julie the cat gaffney no no i didn't say it was julie the cat gaffney i said it was uh fashion it's not yawn yawn is worse than john (laughs) he's not bad he's fine but he's literally discount that actor (laughs) is it also is it this is it this movie that he they changed the actor for yawn or is it the next one it's 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 two different characters isn't it yeah Yan, like as soon as goes back to Han, he picks up Bombay and he goes, "Well, Hans couldn't make it." And he goes, "Oh, that he's off in the old, country, in the old country with with mother." And it's like that that actor just wasn't available, so we just made a new character. Yeah. Um. So what are we doing? I mean, I could flip a coin on both of those. They're both really great candidates. I love Keenan. I want to give it to Keenan, but I think Goldberg did carry a lot more in this. Let's give it to Goldberg. Let's give it to Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss, he needs it. Yeah, because sadly, I think sadly, I think Keenan might have an opportunity for another MVP on another movie, whereas Goldberg definitely does not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he ain't he ain't winning it for heavyweights. That's Ben Stiller's. Uh. <laughs> I, think, I think that Goldberg also carried Keenan more in it. Look, if they gave him as much focus in this movie as they did in D three, I think it would have been a little different. Goldberg is legitimately very funny very in this movie, funny. just like Keenan. So we'll give it to, as a career achievement. Uh, LVP. So I had two. Augie took one of mine as Miss McKay, and she wasn't like my main one anyway. Uh, do you guys have an LVP? I don't you don't have one? Um, Augie's got a list. Uh, I, I think it's kind of easy, but. I'm, I took Wolf off of it. Um, I, I, this is not the winner. Uh, I would also kind of throw Jesse in there. I just think his acting, like, he's getting old stilted. and his Jesse, his acting was blah. But it's fucking Tibbles. It's Tibbles, yeah. And the very first scene, I was like, you know what? This this character sucks, but this actor isn't bad. And then he's like the goofy, like, clapping at the rodeo scene. And he's like, ah, falling into the bench. And then he tries to be serious. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking tipples. Okay, yeah, it's tipples. Yeah, and and ju- and just like Muller, just like you you mentioned before, like when he gives Coach Bombay a stern talking to, I literally the fucking who the fuck is this guy? Like you're gonna yell at me? Like get the fuck out of here! You're just like an account man for Hendrix. Like who the fuck are you? Yeah. Uh, all right, good. So that that's it. so Sean Weiss, MVP of D two, and Michael Tucker is the actor who plays Don Tibbles in uh, D two. Let's score it, Samantha. I, I I love this movie. I think it's so great. Um, I love the characters we're introduced to. Um, I love the the 
height that this gets. You know, we start off slow with Mighty Ducks, and then we get, you know, roll, like we're on a roller coaster. This is like the peak. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. Augie? That was going to be my score, but I might have I may have bumped it up to a 9.5. <laughs> and we're back to our trend. I gave it an 8.5. Oh, man. It's, You're a hater, I'm not a, an 8.5. So I gave the first Space Jam a 6, right? Because there's some movies that, like, when you sit and criticize them, like, they get worse. But in this one, I tried to sit and criticize it. And I was just like, God damn, this is just so much fucking fun, fun. that you forget everything else you're trying to do <clears throat> while you watch it. Like the, when they play like the catch a duck. I don't know what, like, what they call that warm up where like he's chasing <laughs> them around with the rope and stuff. It's like a lasso. It's rodeo. What do you mean catch know. the duck? I don't know. Like he called it some Together we stand. United we fall. Let's all together now. Now let's all get on them all together. Come on, come on, let's work together. That's a terrible fucking song. Oh, that's going. That's going to be right after. No, this. actually, Marty marked down. We are the champions. So I'll go with Queen as opposed to whatever the fuck that is. Uh, and we've reached the unfortunate moment in the evening where we have to discuss D three, the Mighty Ducks. Look, I don't know about you guys. I think that this was. A good conclusion for a heartwarming story of underdogs. I thought the back of the cover says they're facing their biggest rival. The same fucking high school team. <laughs> <laughs> so again, my weird memory, the way that it is, I specifically <clears throat> remember, and I think it's actually in the IMDb trivia, that they changed the story for the third one. And that they were supposed to like unite with the Hawks like some new powerhouse team or like some other no 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 no. they were gonna go back to the junior goodwill games and they were gonna work with iceland uh oh was that no i don't to, to battle another another oh i, I remember why would that. iceland give a shit unless it's like an intergalactic fucking team that comes from space why would iceland give a shit it was the nerd lux actually came monsters <laughs> yeah feeling mario lemonade's powers and stuff um skate jam baby skate jam so right, so right from the first scene, when they three. when they break from the opening credit tradition, I'm like, oh, well, this movie fucking lost. They can't even keep up the gimmick in all three movies. It's like a different opening credits. All everyone looks less thrilled to be there. Yeah, nobody wanted to be there, and I think it's also appropriate because they're all like going through puberty, like they're all in that awkward like 15, 16, like everyone just moody, moody assholes. Yeah, but I think that there's so many good lines in this and such good delivery in it. Um, could could Charlie's love interest be any more boring? The whole that whole that whole every love interest thing. When Connie and Guy is the most interesting love interest in the Mighty Ducks film franchise, you have a fucking yes. problem. Yeah, and they have to do it. It's just what those movies do and still do, but. Yeah, she's she's a wet fucking like I actually don't have her on my LVP list. She's she'd be a good ad, but I think the LVP on this movie is is pretty pretty obvious. The first scene, because Emilio Estevez worked on this movie what like three days, not even twenty minutes. He still gets top build and is barely in it. Yeah. The first scene with him like telling Charlie he's not coaching them in Eden Hall is like such a bad like info dump exposition scene. Sure. And they both more so Emilio is just like 
so over it and all over the place. And again, I've been saying it now for two and a half, three hours that Joshua Jackson to me is the MVP of this third movie because you see his progression throughout the franchise and he literally is the star of this movie. Like he carries this movie without him. This yeah. movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen with him. It still isn't good, but at least I watched it. That's, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I meant it more like that when I nominated him for MVP of D2, I was like, I meant between D1 and D2. I didn't put any information for D3, but yeah, yeah he's the only person that I could like even name that was like, on the goddamn team. I mean, I know there's a bunch of returning people, but he's the only storyline that you kind of kind of give a shit about, but not even really, but they don't, they don't develop anybody else's deal. Well, it's all the same. Banks, like they have banks go to varsity and we don't really see him at all. And even still, like his comeback is really underwhelming. Goldberg still can't skate. And here's a five minute ha ha chase scene with him. Charlie jumps over a fucking car in this movie. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Had enough momentum, you could do it. What? <laughs> you, no, you couldn't. Sure, if you're going downhill. It's all, it's all old hat. The better players don't like them. And, you know, a fish out of water. Like, it's just, I, I it's really frustrating. Just the, the whole, and then the whole premise about like, oh, if we beat you, then you change your name to the Ducks and like, it's like, no, this is a different program. And then, whatever, spoiler alert? I don't, it's like, no, who gives no. a shit? But like, like they, they have the they have the banner ready to like drop like, and people are cheering. <laughs> like they give it, like all the, the people and the fans are from, are from Eden Hall. So why do they, like, why are they cheering when the Ducks win and go, oh, cool, now we're going to be Ducks. Like fucking, like, yeah. Warriors is better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just... Not now. Well, yeah. So it's funny that we watched this two or three days after the Cleveland Guardians became a thing because there's literally the beat of Charlie's girlfriend that was like, don't you think the Braves and the Reds... Oh, no. She says, like, we're trying to get the name of the uh, the Warriors changed. And Charlie's like, well, I mean, you have the Braves and the Redskins and the the Blackhawks. And it's like, I... This has not aged well at all. Um... The only character development for any of the players are, of course, Charlie is Charlie. Goldberg is forced to become like a defense player. Um, Luis is just hornball city. He he got his ears pierced when he went back to that three hundred five, and you could tell he's he, feeling himself walking through the hall. His whole the whole movie, he just is staring at butts and is <laughs> crawling. He's crawling on his hands and knees under a lunch table, looking up skirts, and he turns and breaks the fourth wall and looks at the fucking audience. And I'm like, why doesn't Augie yeah. like this movie? Because this is just him. <laughs> nah. That, okay, a little bit too creepy for me, but also, In this Disney movie, yeah. Going back to the, going back to the Goldberg thing, like, this kid played on an international level as a goalie. And now you go back to a prep school and you're like, you know what? Nah, be a skater. Play out. That doesn't happen. He wouldn't be on the team if that happened. Yeah. Like, they would just say, you're not a good goalie. You're cut. Bye. Julie the Cat is a great goalie. She's she's fantastic. She's great. And that is, I guess, a little humorous. Her trying to, like, him trying to, like, pork her up, essentially. and Like, make her, like, sluggish and carb load. Uh, So... I know you, try to you had Julie the Cat be a backup 
you had Julia Cat technically be a be a backup for the entire second movie. Have her if you wanted to have her be the starter of this movie, and then now have that dynamic of now Goldberg's the backup. And how does he deal with that? You know what I mean? Like not being a fucking player, so that oh we can get him enough screen time. Fuck well, and also so that way he can find, he can score like the the one goal in the championship because nothing says an interesting sports movie like a focus on defense. <laughs> It drives me nuts watching this movie of like, there's nothing more boring about watching regular sports than a good defensive team. Sure, it's going to win, but I don't want to see it in my fucking movie. Is that why you like watching the I don't watch the Cavs anymore. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because we don't play defense all the time. We didn't lose. I can't wait for the I can't wait for the next baseball movie to come out where it's two dueling pitchers who are both pitching a no hitter. <laughs> no, nobody touches the base the entire game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I've already said. Yes, Porky. With it, bit, bit, bit. Given all that, given all that, this movie does have some, I think, good scenes. Let me hear him. Um, like when they're revoking the scholarship, Bombay comes in, that's talks some more legalese vis a and that's done. Um, Emilio is good in his his final like in his final two scenes. Yeah, his like talk to uh, Charlie, like explaining like how the ducks are the best thing that happened to him, and then him being a lawyer again. He was very like, good at yeah, that. I like that. Um, going back to the beginning when um, they find out like Portman is staying in Chicago. I love like when Fulton's like freaking out about it. He's like, so what does that make me? What does that make me? I, not the Bash Bros. What am I? Mr. Bash? Ms. Bash Man? Ms. I love that. Am I Franklin so, and Bash? Who am I? <laughs> I thought that was really clever. I thought that was good. Um, by the way, that was strictly just because that actor had something else to do, right? <laughs> they were just like Aaron Lord. Aaron Lord Aaron Lord can only work on the movie for two for two days, I guess. I'm not. I'm not sure, but um, I, I mean, and I like kind of the escalation of the pranks that they played. Um, you know, with the fire ants and stuff, I would freak out, and I don't know why, but I just loved the scene when uh, Dwayne was on the horse. Where the fuck did he get that horse? And then he just like, like, uh, hogtied Michael. Uh, Michael Cudlitz? Michael Cudlitz. Abraham from The Walking Dead and in like his he first was, movie. Like, 15 years older than everyone else. He just like hogtied. <laughs> and I thought it was. I him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, when I saw open credits, I'm like, Michael Cudlitz is in this movie? And then as soon as I'm like, oh yeah, that, he looks the fucking same. He's just missing the mustache. Yeah, exactly. But I, I liked that scene. I don't know why. It just always makes me crack. He just crack up and he's like the Lone Ranger with like, because they're not going to know it's the kid from Texas who's like with the lasso and shit. So, I thought that was see, fun. the. <clears throat> The thing is about this movie, which kind of sucks, like, the okay, the movie sucks, and it's terrible, but honestly, of the three, it is the most realistic. Like, it is, like, you, you I know it sucks, but you go to a prep school, and you, you know, if you do play, because I didn't go to the prep school route, I went straight to the juniors, but there is a prep school route, and you do have to pay your dues, and you do have to start off on the quote-unquote JV team and work your way up, and those, those pranks that they do, like, you do fuck with... You do fuck with each other as teammates and like on the other team, and you know you do do those. 
those pranks. So overall, it is the most realistic movie of the three. There's no roping in it. There's no triple deke. There's no like there, it's actual shit because they they even put it to bed like a lot of the tricks that happened in the first two movies, yeah. they go to do it in this movie and they just shut down. And no, no, we're stopping this immediately. We're shutting down because that's really what would fucking happen. Cause those things are just gimmicks. Like it's not real. So it kind of sucks that this is the most realistic movie, even though it is the fucking worst one of the three. Yeah. I'll just go watch fucking uh, high school hockey. <laughs> that's what I want to enjoy and watch. I won't watch a movie about it. The whole thing just comes off as lazy. I mean, you have so yeah, Jesse not there for whatever reason. I guess I guess his dad's overtime didn't get him enough to go to fucking Eaton Hall. But Keenan uh, Keenan inherits the cake eater thing. Well, in real life, uh, Keenan and Brandon, the actor, did not get along. Yeah, because they were trying to fight for the same short-minded scenes that these white screenwriters had for black actors back then. Um, the music is really bad. There's like some weird like warrior chanting shit like that's playing during the games uh, no not even like that it was like, i thought i was watching like wonder woman Ni- I, I was watching like wonder woman 1984 again um oh, that of course hans has to die because you have to raise the emotional stakes where the fuck was john <laughs> yeah. so oh jan's been dead no, <laughs> no one cares doing it like i was doing a I was doing a little bit of research before coming on here because I, I didn't get a chance to watch D3 again. But like, the, I was watching, reading one of the articles that Roger Ebert wrote, and he basically said the same thing where right when they showed Hans, he goes, dude, I even had the moment right when they showed him, I just leaned over to my wife and whispered, he's going to die. Because like, it's just like they, you, you can see it coming. Like it's, that's the path he's got to go. It's whatever. It's and Gordon, of course, his father figure is late to the goddamn funeral. <laughs> fucking no bereavement with the junior goodwill games um then it's got like yeah you like the pranks but then you know it's got, like the bootleg mission impossible stuff and like the dinner ruse well and, and then you have like the heart of the of the movie where like the coach actually has a heart and then you go into like orion and his background and like why he's coach and not a player and- yeah the coach is a major dick until they find out what happened to him yeah then once they find out what happened to him, then he's a nice guy no, get the fuck out of here so i i hate when movies do that switch like that because you're still a dick doesn't matter who knows why what you're doing is what you're doing so the very very first scene like they're sure they're messing around he comes in and he's like knock that stuff off and charlie goes right up to him and extends his hand and says, like, you know, nice to meet hey, you, coach. And he doesn't shake his fucking hands. Like, if you shake his hand right now, I'm sure they'll fall in line. Okay, enough. You know? It just, it's the worst fucking sports movie fucking trope of you need to have this unnecessary tension and strip away everything that they have. And, of course, at the end of it, he gives them the jerseys backs. And he gives them the C. And he's all, he's all on their side. I get it's sad about his daughter, but it doesn't excuse the fact that he's been a total bastard. And he couldn't yep. give some insight. Like, hey, guys, so I'm coaching because I had to quit the NFL, of the NFL, the NHL, because my daughter got in an accident. And they've been like, oh, this guy's been through a lot. Okay, maybe we'll try it your way. Solved. <laughs> it doesn't but to help. your point, like, just because he's gone through that doesn't mean he needs to be a dick and not shake the fucking hand of Charlie Conway. Like, just fuck, shake his hand, just move along. A gold medal winning athlete, mind you. Like the, these 
kids, because they're still kids, they're 14, which is laughable 16. at this point. No, they say they're 14. They're freshmen. They are freshmen. They have they're to be freshmen. 14 fucking teen. They, in this universe, they have a professional sports team named after them. They could have ignored that, but Charlie has to be like, oh, yeah, you don't know the Anaheim Mighty Ducks? That's named after us. They're going to get shit from some alumni for that? So stupid. Speaking of, sorry. <laughs> if you want to see, if you want to see something worse than the D three movie, watch the inaugural game of the Mighty Ducks when they debut in the NHL, and the show that they put on to introduce the team. I'm not kidding you. It starts off with Lumiere on skates, and they. <laughs> And they have a big elaborate thing of be our guest, which you think is the worst part. But then they bring on this like spaceship Zamboni looking thing onto the ice. And the big reveal, they open up the back of it. And it's this guy called the Iceman who is just painted and his face is painted silver. And the next five minutes is the most awkward moment of him just like trying to pump up the crowd and getting no reaction because he's so awful. Um, watch it. Please just look it up. Just look up the, I don't know, Anaheim Ducks inaugural game pregame show or something. It is cringeworthy bad. Pass. <laughs> no, I'm watching the shit out of that. You kidding me? That sounds great. Uh, also, pa- also pass and cringeworthy bad. Uh, my least favorite game in the Mighty Ducks franchise is the first game at Eden Hall where they're up nine to nothing, I believe. Ooh, yes. And it's then... just absurd and stupid on every level. Is but that the one that was like in the morning or something like that before the rink opened, wasn't it? Or no, no, this is like their actual like their like the actual game. Like they bring in another school. I'm not talking about the game that they play against the varsity. Like oh, okay, okay, okay. the game that they played where like they're crushing it and like Julie the Cat's bored, like skating by the goal. And of course, Orion's getting mad because they're running the score up, knowing they're not going to focus on defense in the third period, you know, 20 minutes later. It's just, it's just stupid. Um, I think my biggest problem with it is ultimately like the, like, so you replace Gordon Bombay with this wet fucking noodle of a character and an actor he just has all these boring ass speeches and he never has like another gear. That guy is 100% my LVP for D three. Yep. He just didn't. I just, you're supposed to like him more towards the end when he is nicer and tells him to have fun. Everything is like, no, he I, never I says have fun. Yeah, he did. At one point he did. Don't question me. On... At the end, I think when they give him the, he makes some new community service, basically. Yeah, but then he said, have fun. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, pick, like, okay, so the term picking up trash in front of the net is an actual term, but actually picking up trash in front of the net doesn't help your game whatsoever. Passing an egg back and forth does help your game, Does is, is a hockey thing because you need to have soft hands. Skating through the crease and just picking up garbage and putting it in the trash can does not fucking help your game. That's just a term used to pick up the garbage from that, meaning clear out those rebounds. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. He just he's just so boring and That's he sucks like, the energy out of the movie. I think that I just was so disengaged by the point that he turned into a good guy that like I was supposed to be empathetic with him 
that I just I just was so just disinterested. I just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine if you want to make him LVP. I mean, he's mine. I mean, that's and that's in a movie where are you arguing well, this, Augie? Or no, not at all. Hundred percent agree with you because if you're going to put somebody in that role where they start off as the quote unquote villain, or at least the dickhead coach, and then they turn around and be the good guy, he needs to be somewhat dynamic and he needs to sell both roles. And he just is deadpan and stays in between both, and he doesn't sell either, and he sucks. Yeah. Although I do think that the squish face lady um, in the alumni thing was a close LVP. She was awful, but she only had one line of, I move that the scholarships be reinstated. And she was just so bad. Oh, my God. Thank you for doing the impression because now I know who you're talking about. And you're, you're, you, you keep your streak alive of picking the most inconsequential fucking person in the movie. character like yes i was disengaged with him i didn't really like him whatever anybody could have done better but like it was a prominent character and i stayed kind of in it with him with her i completely got taken out of the whole mighty ducks universe it was complete it was it was awful but i mean those are two good candidates and uh, we already named it uh uh coach orion but the wet blanket girlfriend of charlie is also definitely one and then also i like david selby uh, normally as an actor he's a good character actor he's a guy who plays dean buckley but in these movies it's like the tibbles character all over again where he's like the kind of like uptight but nerdy white guy who's kind of supportive kind of a jerk and it's just unnecessary extra tension that just doesn't need to fucking be there right. when you already have so much going on um mvp like i said from the jump i'm all for joshua jackson here i do have a couple other candidates he literally is in the movie five minutes, but Portman crushes his screen time. Yes. Being so charismatic. Stripping. stripping. I love it. And just like his interaction uh-huh. with, with Cudlets, where he's just like, okay. And just like backdrops him into the fucking boards. It's like, God damn it. Why did they not spin the Mighty Ducks into a Portman and Fortin, like action, like action movie, like make them like the new Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, the new Skull. No, it is. There is something to say for the fact that Fulton Reed had an entire movie head start as a Bash brother, and Portman is still everyone's favorite Bash brother. Absolutely, Portman's in. Portman is in one point. Oh, five movies <laughs> Fulton's in three and Portman is just so much better and more charismatic. I also had uh, Michael Cudlitz sound because you can tell like Cudlitz is going to have a future. Like he's a good actor and plays like the secondary villain foil very, very well. He has a, some good lines and good facial expressions. But for me, you can tell that Joshua Jackson has grown into an actor that's going to be working for the next like 20, 30 years in this movie. And he is. And, and yeah, he's he working this day. He was awesome in Little Fires Everywhere as well, by the way. Sure. I still think that's six different shows, but. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> Pretty Little Liars, Little Fires Everywhere. You're not helping your case. I only had one in my head, but it just. <clears throat> uh, any arguments for Joshua Jackson? Awesome. Nope. All right. Nope. So three movies, zero MVPs for good old Emilio. Sorry, Emilio. He just, he exemplifies it, but he just, he always is overshadowed by somebody. It kind of sounds like just his career. His life. Yeah, and his life, yeah. His life, brother, dad, yeah. Yeah. Anything else on D3? We have one last thing before we, uh, oh, yeah. before we wrap We're it up. Ready. I know Samantha's ready. So let's score D3, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, Augie, we'll start with you. You have not watched the movie in probably a decade. 
5.5. I really don't like it. Like it, I know I went super low on that, but I just like did not enjoy it. That's it's so not, there's no rewatchable factor to it. There's nothing. Like, it's, it's so much nicer than me. I'm giving it a four. <laughs> this movie's bad. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so we were almost in the. Yeah, this movie is terrible. You guys, it's just bad. It's. I, I mean, I think that some of like the good scenes that I mentioned are, you know, I think that that helps pull it up a bit. Um, I I, I enjoy it. So that's an average of a uh, four point eight three for the Mighty Ducks. But for you and I, it would be a four point five. So the second one's the best. Then the first one, then the third one, as as to be expected. Samantha. Who the fuck was that? I don't know my glasses. What? AJ. I saw somebody walk behind Augie and I didn't know. Yeah, you did. AJ went, AJ went and picked up his dog and walked by. Wouldn't it be great if this I, just I didn't know anybody was there. This turns know. one of those new <laughs> cool movies that's all over like Zoom or like Skype like, like, or something. <laughs> they, they have that. No, no, I'm saying they did they, several movies like that. Yeah. Are we discussing Game Changers at all? We can speak on it briefly. Yeah, we, we watched the whole thing, and it's I would definitely it's put it. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a, has a couple good characters, uh, and it's obviously cheesy, schmaltzy, like Disney Channel type stuff. But it's definitely better than the third movie, and I I could still I I'd still watch the second season happily. There, yeah, me too. Um, it was still fun to watch. I did not think it was very good. I felt like they, I felt like they were just replaying the whole ducks franchise yeah um they had 10 episodes to do it and i still felt like it was super rushed at times like i felt like there was no development through the whole thing they didn't get into it they, they, i don't know um as a whole meh but the one shiny thing from it i love that the fat kid the friend um the the, the 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 son of the two lesbian moms yeah. Yeah. dude he is uh, he's he's the he's, they they found a new Goldberg like he's awesome he's fantastic. The, we love all of his lines. The first episode, I was like, oh, yep. this fucking kid's gonna drive me nuts." Because also because he had a fucking hockey podcast, I was like, "Oh great, somebody else beat Augie to it." Um, <laughs> but then like as it went on, I was like, "Okay, this kid actually this is, kid is pretty really funny." Good. I believe he's he does a bunch of voices in some of Jillian's like animated shows. Yes, I think so. So like, yeah, you're gonna probably see him good for, for him. like 10, 15 yeah. years. Like and he's I, good. Yeah, he's gonna be a star. He's I hilarious. The coach of the ducks. He's awesome. He's really good. So he's, he's, on, he's on okay. Kenny, he's like Letter Kenny. Like, com- I don't watch that show, but I know I people that seen, love yep. it. I thought he was just really. He's hilarious. He was great. He's great on Letter Kenny, and he's already a hockey player in Letter Kenny already as it is. So this is just, I actually he's way better in Letter Kenny because he's a he's he's funny in Letter Kenny. He's a yeah, he's a, he's a comedy part. Whereas this one, he's a little bit more serious, a little bit more of a dick. He's supposed to play the villain, which is very kind of off keel for him when you're used to him in Letter Kenny. But yeah, I love him too he's fucking awesome no, i think he's great that's good and I, I believe it did get renewed for a second season because they did say they had other plans and covid got in the way because they definitely dangled the conway like it's like something going on between bombay and charlie that's yeah. like, and joshua jackson wants to come back and he like does, tackle but it, it. Just, like it just didn't line up with so his interested... shooting schedule he was like, I... doing something at the time yeah. i think and just to bring it back to you know full circle um all my kids from the hockey league Love the game changers, so I'm sure it'll get a very, really high score on on Watten Tomatoes. God damn it! I do hope that in this. Thank you for no, listening. No, 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 no. I do hope that in the uh, <laughs> in the 
you know, the what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, like how the Mighty Ducks should play out second season. They got to go to some international competition or something. And yep. I, it, it, it better be fucking bonkers. I want Wolf and Dennis Hansen to have. Hansen. Sorry. Hansen. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Gus Hansen, the poker player, who I think also is from Iceland. <laughs> My mind just blew up. Um, it's late. Yeah, that's where it, that's where it hopefully goes. But where we're going right now is for something that uh, we've been planning ever since we saw the article months ago. I be- I'm going to pull it up right now because I believe I have I have it bookmarked on my phone, oh, which I never do anything I for. Didn't see the article. I just oh, okay. I saw the title of the article. If I think I, would, I think I know what you're talking about. Cinema Blend. Look at it. Every Mighty Ducks player ranked by greatness. Yep. And I legitimately. <sighs> Pulled this up for Samantha when it came out, and she went in fucking order. I want to say on both ends, about four or five players deep. Yeah, yeah. Really? She did very shockingly well. So, Augie, there are 19 Mighty Ducks players that play for the the team uh, throughout the three movies. So do you want to start at the worst players or the best players? Which do you think you're going to be better? Um, I I think it would be better at the best. But the worst. I, let's let's try. Let's start with the worst. Worst. Okay. So, of the nineteen Mighty Ducks players, who would you say they ranked as the worst player? Man. And I am going to read I their mean, pros and cons, <laughs> which are all hilarious. I mean, Connie's got to be there, no? Towards the bottom. Connie, no. Connie. So so here's the thing. Do they rank it based on like actual like actual skill or like how much they mean to like the team? Because because in all in all fairness, Goldberg isn't that good. It's a combination yeah, of three good. things. It's a combination of actual skill. It's a combination of what they mean to the team and the franchise. And number three, this is a funny entertainment article. <laughs> so it's a combination okay. of all three. There, there's in the bottom, there's going to be like two or three from the first movie that don't make a reappearance in D2 that I'm not going to remember right now. I will say, Samantha, I believe, did get this. I did. I did get this. Did you really? Yeah. Now, like, now, Augie's getting. I mean, he's not really. I mean, God, he only has one moment, but like, Kenny Wu is not really a hockey player, but he can skate. But I don't think he's the worst. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm dumbfounded right now. Number nineteen, <clears throat> Luis Mendoza. Luis Mendoza. He's got no brakes. What? He's got no brakes. He can't stop. He can do blue line to blue line in like one point nine seconds, but he can't stop. So what good is he? What do you mean? What good is he? You can. There's still a lot you could do with that speed and not have to stop. Like I, I mean, he I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. He, he solves, solves it, it, and then he gets to the school and just and totally forgets how to do it yeah, again. Uh, pros, lightning fast skater, hard worker, South Miami flair. Cons, does not know how to stop. <laughs> That's all it says. And then analysis, Luis can't stop. Let's just pause and think about that for a minute. He's a hockey player, and he's incapable of stopping. That means at some point on the majority of his shifts, he's going to wipe out and run into the boards, blowing his scoring chance and rendering himself incapable of back checking. Which I don't even know what that means. What is a back check? Like when you're in offense, when you when you're in the offensive zone, and then the other team gets the puck and they're going into the, their offensive zone, you skating back on defense and back checking and playing defense type of thing, like getting back on D. Oh, That's like back checking. Hockey, gotcha. Two way hockey, yes. 
you you were you were close or for number 18 in terms of somebody from the first movie doesn't make another appearance number 18 is peter uh pros yeah. aggressive endless supply of sarcasm cons cancer in the locker room lacks common sense tiny <laughs> he'd be my number 19 i'd put lewis at least i had him come on uh number 17 we got tommy duncan pros passion for hockey spunky attitude has a sister who's willing to play Cons, not solid on his skates, poor lateral skating, has a sister who's willing to play. So his pros and cons are the same. Don't you, the writer really deserves some 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 kudos. Uh, which means that uh, 16 is his sister, Tammy. You're not going to guess anymore? Well, we're, we're I want to get through like... The bottom one's no. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't be even close to any of these. Because some of the ones he said are coming up pretty quickly. Uh, Tammy, pros, good skater, has a brother who wants to play. Cons, questionable dedication to hockey, has a brother who wants to play. And then uh, 15, we have Carp. Uh, pros, goofy personality that keeps the room light. Cons, easily terrified, not a strong skater. Poor conditioning, which is a uh, code word for he's fat. Uh, 14, Terry Hall. Uh, pros, good genes. That's it. Cons. <laughs> Cons, prone to disappearing, might be dead. <laughs> What the hell happened to Terry Hall? People like to talk about life's big mysteries, but I can think of very few. I'd like to know more than what happened here. <laughs> um, all right. 13 is where we find Ken Wu. Uh, pros, excellent skater. Nimble, a little anger inside. Olympic experience. Cons, lack of hockey experience. Lack of strength. Lack of size. Uh, he basically just totally disappears in the third movie. Like He gets like nothing. And that's why it's so shocking that he's one of the few that, well, <clears throat> not shocking he's brought back because he probably was for cheap. They called and were like, hey, are you available? And he's like, sure. But oh my, uh, I think what did I say? I said, food, 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 Kenny, food. He's so, he looks like Bobby Lee. He does. He does look like Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he does. All right. So well, we've still not reached Connie here, Augie. We're yeah. at number 12. Yeah. Who would you say would be next if not for Connie? If not for Connie. I mean, probably Averman around here. We're getting close to Averman. Number 12. Number 12 is Les Averman. Pros, reliable passer, good sense of humor, willing to work with dog poop, average dancer. <laughs> she just read this article and saved us three and a half yeah. hours. Cons, easily intimidated, poor work ethic, might not know the rules of hockey. <laughs> uh, analysis, Lester Averman is a clown. He's without question the worst of the regular players on the Ducks. He's lazy, incompetent, and routinely asked not to be put in the game. <laughs> All right, here you go, Augie. Connie is number 11. Uh, pro, she's good go. with the puck. Very enthusiastic. Excellent teammate. Cons, lack of size. Soft spot for Guy Germain. Top 10. Who's the lowest on the in the top 10? I'll tell you. I'll write down like. Yeah, I'll, tell, I'll tell you who we have left. That? We have Charlie Conway. We have. J J Charlie Conway. Charlie. Julie the Cat Gaffney. Goldberg. Just like the wrestler, it only goes by one name. Guy Germain. Uh, Fulton Reed. Dean Portman. Dwayne Robertson. Russ Tyler. Those are our top ten, which I think I, we all agree. Yeah, it's the top ten. Of, of the, the, the Portman, top. Russ, Tyler, and what was the other one? Uh, Russ, uh, Dwayne, Portman, Fulton, Gee, Goldberg, Charles, uh, Gaffney. <sighs> Who's number ten on that list? I mean, personally, I would go with Gee, but they probably went with Dwayne. 
Um, I think Dwayne is number nine, so you're close. Number uh, ten, Russ Russ Tyler. Nope. Number ten is Dean Portman. Uh, great really? size, great size, not intimidated by anyone. Good slap shot. Cons, poor attitude and temper. Doesn't play well with others. Dumbass. Which I want to point out, uh, I forgot. Uh, speaking of dumbasses, uh, Charlie and Fulton both are really stupid in those classroom scenes. <laughs> D2, the Mighty Ducks. Did America always dominate? No, no. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, oh, poor Fulton. And Charlie also does something stupid that, that's there. Uh, Dwayne, number nine, amazing puck handling skills, very good satyr, can flip the puck really high. Con, showboat, lacks aggression, carries a lasso with him during games. Uh, number eight, who we got for number eight, Augie? I think this one's easy at this point. If it's not Gee, it's not Gee. Then, then Russ Tyler. No, we got Goldberg here at eight. You mentioned earlier Goldberg's not the best, so Shockey's as high as eight. All right, so so fine. So they're going with okay. So I, I'll give him credit. They're going with some skill, although I probably would put Dwayne above Goldberg. But I just like Goldberg is such like a crucial part of the entire franchise that I kind of give him a little bit more credit. Yeah. But okay, fine. Uh, deal. You're like the you're like Barry Melrose right now, Augie. Uh, pros: wide girth, decent positioning, general competence, cons. Sometimes scared of the puck, easily intimidated, not overly flexible, might be moving to Philadelphia. <laughs> he never made it to Philadelphia. Never makes it. Never makes it. All right. Number seven. This is a controversial one. Number seven. Yeah, if it's not Gee or not. Russ Tyler, uh, I can't be there are these. Fulton? It should not be Fulton. It's Charlie. And if it's anybody else, it's... It's really Conway. bullshit, bullshit. Pro. No, dude, it's clutch. Great attitude, good triple deke, willing passer, cons, lack of self-confidence, not overly skilled, doesn't like cheating to win. <laughs> no. Incorrect. Gee should be below him for sure. I am going to. I'm going to read this whole analysis. Charlie is not the best player on the team. It's idiotic that Gordon Bombay chooses him to take the penalty shot in the first movie. That's not a decision made in the interest of the team. It's a decision made in the interest of boning Mrs. Conway. Even so, <laughs> it could be far worse. Despite his Spazway nickname, he's got a nice little triple deke and has better puck skills than the majority of his teammates. That's why it's so absurdly ridiculous when he gives up his spot when Adam Banks gets healthy in D2. I'm not saying Banks should have sat or his Phil and Rush should have bailed, but there were better people to sit than Charlie. The fact that he volunteered shows how good of a teammate he is, but Bombay needed to sack up and act like a coach in that instance. You never sit your seventh best player, even if it's honor is good sportsmanship. Amateur hour. Good analysis. Uh, six is where we find Russ. Uh, pro, sweet knuckle puck action. Master of disguise. <laughs> Zagoli. Collins, poor conditioning, needs space and time to shoot. All right, top five, Augie. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Um, Again, if it's not Gee, probably Jesse Hall at this point. Gee is number four. Good. Oh, no, he's not next. Yep. Number five, Julie the Cat Gaffney, which is bull. No, wrong. I, would, I, would, I, I had her in my top three yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's a lock. Uh, quick glove hand, winning experience, great flexibility, drop dead gorgeous. Uh, you may also remember her as the, uh, the chick that is quote-unquote stacked in Rookie of the Year. Uh, cons. Rusty from sitting on her ass for too long. <laughs> That's the only. <laughs> All 
All right, four is Gee's ass. Great puck skills, nice vision on the ice, good on puck pressure. Cons, often injured, a little small, soft spot for Connie. Blue balls. Which is true. I love that. And indeed, too, when like the recruitment scene happens and he's like, I was this close. The last time you saw him, his tongue is directly down her throat at the end of the first movie. So our top three, number three. We all, we all number, number one. So I, I'm between two and three. I, I'm going to, well, whatever, I'll give it to him. So let's say Fulton's number three. Fulton's number three, incredible slap shot, key physical presence, good teammate cons, poor skater and a dumbass. Uh, and then, of course, number two is Jesse Hall. He's a legitimate Jesse good Hall. hockey player. Yeah, like, like he, like, he scores like most of the goals <laughs> in, in the first movie. Yeah. Great skater, great pass. I'm not crazy about his acting, but yeah. No, uh, as a character, they make sure he's a good player. Flying V expert, cons, questionable attitude at times, might need to go look for his brother. And we all knew this was going <laughs> number one, number 99, Adam Banks. Pros, incredible hands, fierce love of hockey, A-plus finisher, and superior talent. Cons, often injured, worried about scouts, and naturally, cake eater. Cake eater. Analysis, there's Adam Banks, and there's everyone else. With all due respect to Jesse Hall, the gap between number one and number two on this list is pretty wide. <laughs> oh, anything else on the Mighty Ducks franchise that I never have to discuss ever again? Yeah, I've got some minutes. <laughs> no, we never we never discussed the Anaheim the, the Mighty Ducks a, uh, animated series either way back in the day. I've, was... I've never I've the only thing I've done with the Mighty Ducks in animated that game show that was at um... Downtown Disney. They had a pinball like a like a like a three D pinball game that you could play, and I do want to get it was Mighty Ducks. And yeah, and, and I do cool. want to get one of the action figures uh, yeah, it was cool. to, to uh, check off my list of oddball action figures. But did you ever watch it, Augie? A couple episodes, but it's nothing like the movies whatsoever. It's they're actual ducks, and they like I've, they're like almost like robots or some shit, and they like shoot things, whatever. And then they just happen to play hockey at the same time. It's like it's really weird. It's almost like Street Sharks, but with Mighty Ducks. I would love. For you to be a television movie reviewer, but also I wish that you could review animated shows like fucking Google reviews. Like two stars, they're actually ducks. No one's named Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, Augie will be back next week to wrap up Augie August with Slapshots, the, uh, the movie that we actually chose from his list of movies because it's the only one that we owned. Ah, and we will find. I will never watch another goddamn hockey movie until Augie buys them for me and will piss me off when he does. Well, what did, what did Mystery Alaska? You need to watch. I will buy it for you. You're gonna watch it, and that one's another one that's not very good, but it's fun. Awesome. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a hockey movie; it'd be more of a golf movie. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Which which uh, Tope dominated as well. Yeah, but. So. but I, I, I guess it's more of a golf, it's a golf movie, movie yeah. than hockey. It's a golf movie. Because yeah. he can't even skate. He goes to the tryouts, and all he does is try to stab somebody with his skates. It's that a new league record, though. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mary Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, Married with Movies at gmail.com. 
for me personally at your host mullet 38 on instagram for my show box and friends where i show off the the things that i collect along with a friend and raise money for charity arcade slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary when this airs oh god well, i don't know where the fuck i am <laughs> i'm in 1994 i think it's fall brawl 1994 maybe hulk hogan's already there shit in the bed cool um yeah that's all i can remember samantha at jam with your sam on uh, all social media uh follow me in case i do something <laughs> she's going to that's a threat augie uh, yeah, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's Araka Augie because I haven't thought of any other better handle name since Araka is no longer around anymore. Um, uh, but for sure, but definitely check out Miami Roller Hockey if you're in the Miami area, you want to play some hockey, or even if you're not, just find hockey in your local area. It's a fun ass game to play. Um, yeah, I don't really have any. Oh, you have kids leagues and you have adult leagues, right? Yeah, we've had we've had I got I got adult leagues. I got three different divisions for the adults. The kids league we've we've grown it from literally zero kids to now a full on in house program, and we just started doing some travel tournaments. Um, not you know going as well as the Ducks do, you know, winning three games, but you know we've won one. Um, doing well, we're getting there. Um, no, the kids are doing great. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, check it out. Try hockey. Uh, we offer at Miami Roller Hockey your first lesson for free, and we'll give you the we'll lend you the equipment as well. We just want to see if you like the the sport. Try it out. So hit me up. Um, another hockey movie, which also correlates to a new uh, toy release, is uh, Goon. You should definitely watch Goon. And uh, on the topic of Goon, I think we all need to go to Walmart and buy the 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 Goon wrestling figure yes when uh yes it was a big week for uh for uh wwe action figure news and finally a goon figure is being released so i will have to buy three of those fucking things if i find them one for augie one for me and then rich rich is at the bottom of that list augie's first then me then rich wow by one also kind of kind of going way back to the uh the air bombays where the coach is with a shoe um you know how the goon has like shoes that look like a hockey skate? Yeah. Because it actually is a hockey skate. They just took the blade off. They did try that in the 90s with Gretzky. And I think it was LA, the same LA, company that made LA Lights. Those yeah, I think it was, I think LA, it was Gear. LA Gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was LA Gear. It was a Wayne Gretzky shoe. That did not catch on. So I don't think the Air Bombay would have caught on either. I love that there's a callback like like two minutes later. He's on the phone with somebody like, no, it's a street shoe. And it's like, stop trying to make this work. I will. <laughs> I will show you the picture. They purposely make them god awful. They're like all kinds of neon 90s colors and stuff. Oh, it's, it's glorious. I wear them with the Urzubas. <sighs> Mullet and Augie. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch slash table. Slash the movies. The Augie! No! I can hear myself. <laughs> I'm so eating, glad you echoed. Ice cream with the enemy, huh, coach? Cool. Or the other thing we do in the locker rooms all the time, too, is whenever somebody's injured and they like they miss a few weeks and then they come back, they're like, the whole they're sick, like, I woke up and the pain was gone. <laughs> That's not how injuries work. He's doing, he's doing anabolic stuff. Nope. Anna, Anna <laughs> is a fucking testosterone eater, not a cake eater.